All right. All right. Welcome to the Tesla Community Channel. Nice Hello, night. guys. Hi. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Um, this is the real episode eight, by the way. Last time I said it was episode eight. It wasn't. It was episode seven. So this is episode eight. We've got Jennifer back with us again. And... Uh-oh. And Claude froze again. Yeah, there might be some connection issues with Claude's uh, stream via Starlink. We may have a bit of, uh, you know, technical challenges along the way. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. Right now, you're chopped off again. Maybe once the satellites <laughs> realign a bit more in favor of uh, the stream. <laughs> just, we'll we're just going to roll with it. If the kids come in here or if we have technical issues, it's, we're just going to roll with it and see how we go. Yeah, life happens. You got to wonder, like, is there something going on? Are they moving the satellites? You never know. You never know. That's so <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Because uh, didn't, didn't he just make a new... Um, What's the new thing that he Star Shield? There's something going on with with Starlink that now there's Star Shield. I don't know. I haven't even caught up to that yet. But yeah. we're going to talk about it another day because we've got we have a lot. Yes, a lot. there's a lot. This is going to this is going to be a few conversations. It takes a while, I reckon. Yeah, but yeah. Mm -hmm. yes, Today we want to talk about catalysts for 2023 and what's going to uh, you know, really accelerate. Tesla's uh, mission overall in the grand picture, but also you know, possibly if we still got the time uh, talking about Twitter and everything that is going on in there and how it might impact uh, especially uh, Tesla's stock, but we'll see how that turns out. Um, yes, so maybe uh, we can just start right away with something that recently happened and that's the wide release of uh, full self-driving and uh, Everybody in North America can now access it who purchased it. And uh, I think that's really interesting because you are going from, I think, 100,000 beta testers to, uh, I don't know how many, will yeah. uh, actually only see once they release the um, reports, right? Mm. The shareholder reports for next mm -hmm. uh, quarter, or for this quarter, because uh, there it states um, how many they're uh, releasing this to. Mm -hmm. So right now we don't have any information on that, but so far I haven't read any uh, news on uh, you know on lots of accidents on uh, roads yeah. in the U.S. I don't know how it is for you, Jennifer. As you are based in the U.S. Oh yeah, no, there I haven't seen any accidents, and I have to say that um, there's a lot of people that want to see Tesla fail. So if there were accidents, you would hear about it everywhere. You know, because every news organization, all the misinformation media does not like Twitter. So they don't like Elon. So if they can take them down, they will. So honestly, if there was any accident, you would hear about it. Now, I'll tell you what I have seen. I have seen a few of my friends on Twitter order full self-drive since it's been released. So I think it is very positive. Awesome. And it's mm -hmm. such it's such a bold step for, for Tesla to take at this point in time. It was um, it almost seemed a bit touch and go as if they were, you know, you had, you had various conversations saying, oh yeah, FSD is not going to be like rolled out for, for, for years. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, bam, under the radar, um, opened up to all of North America. It's, 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 a, it's a really, really significant step to take. I feel like they realized that, um, how much they, they gained from having the miles driven, 
um, with the beta testers and then realized, well, how much more can we gain with more miles? And it's safe enough now. And we can convey to people that they have to, you know, be aware and everything now that we can release it and just capture so many more miles mm. uh, this way. So I think it's really getting um, the data. It's a, it's a, all about the data set. And Tesla is really positioned perfectly um, you know, for that. And I think that's why you're seeing all the capitulation in the other companies. VW um, got rid of their program. And then uh, Apple, it seems, is getting rid of the Apple car program. So I think other companies are going, you know what? There's We cannot compete. We're not even going to try. Mm. It was even nice to see uh, uh, Elon spending a bit of time with with, uh, with the guys over there at Apple, uh, mm -hmm. taking a bit of time out of his busy schedule to, to you know, to go and make friends and, and and talk about who knows what, but yeah, it's, um, um, and, and you, you hear, I mean, we've, we've been following various conversations about uh, with, with people who, who have been, um, trying out FSD and, um, and, and some of those sort of allude to things like, Oh, I'm not really sure whether the vehicle might actually do something unsafe, but this being actually rolling it out to make it available to everybody in North America this way. Um, obviously speaks to the confidence that they, they, they're, they're pretty confident that the vehicle, even for those people who do qualify for it and, and try it out, are basically not going to have an issue. Um, they're, they're going to have a learning experience for sure, as we've seen with, with, with you know, many people that have been making videos about it now. But um, it's, you know, it's like... Um, I was loving I was loving Farzad's videos about when he's been taking his um, FSD out, and uh, you know he 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 had a, he had a, he had a few moments where he wasn't sure about it, um, <clears throat> and he was he was cautious about it, but um, I, I reckon it, even in cases where people sort of let uh, let the vehicle try to make a decision, uh, it's just it's just such a confident move that uh, you know just. Where's where's the bad news about it? Where you know where where are the disasters? You know it's you know yeah. I mean? he, he's actually doing this wife test, right? Uh, yeah. uh, he takes his wife to, to FSD, right? And once she feels comfortable, uh, it passed the test, and that's like a high threshold for him. And I think that's valid because uh, she she wants to be comfortable in the car while she's on the passenger seat. And uh, like everybody does, so I think that's wise, and uh, I'll try this too. As my wife really hates autopilot in general, because you know when we had it uh, like you know, two years ago, there were uh, two or three phantom braking events. Uh, none of these occurred after that, but they were really scary, right? Because you were braking hard on the autobahn. And you're like, you know, why? Uh, th there was no uh, real danger, but it, it really felt uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's a, a wise way to test uh, FSD. And I think once this is uh, you know, being passed by your uh, spouse uh, or you know, any friend uh, having no experience with this, um, prior experience, I think that's a very valid way of saying, okay, now it's available to the public because it will not make insane movements, uh, maybe yeah. some quirks here and there, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That makes sense. And, you know... The Autobahn, that it's it's scarier thinking about heartbreaking on the Autobahn than on a U.S. interstate, because on the U.S. interstates, people drive like morons. They do. They're all like texting and driving. They're not even looking. They're not like staying in their lane. 
it, it's a very, very different experience driving on the Autobahn. For anybody mm-hmm. who hasn't done both, it's night and day. So mm-hmm. it would freak me out if I saw somebody slam on the brakes on the Autobahn because I'd be yeah. like, what did they see that I didn't see? Because everybody really is paying attention in Germany. God yeah. bless you guys. You're the best drivers on earth. I swear to God. Especially for the true. speeds they especially for the speeds they can travel on the Autobahn. Well, that's why they can have those speeds, you know, and that's yeah. why we can't have nice things in America because, every, you know, there's like two people that screw it up for everybody else. So um, way to go Germans. But, you yeah. know, but it's funny because everybody's going to react to FSD like a little differently. And even in the U.S., FSD is reacting a little differently because in some areas where they don't have a lot of miles driven, like it's a little more rural and stuff, they're having more problems with it. Um and I think the more that it is driven in a certain area, the more that um, FSD learns uh, how to deal with those particular things that are in that region. So, of course, when you see like Omar from Holmar's catalog, when you see him do FSD, he's in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like been there forever. And he is an original beta tester. So his performs fantastically because it's been dealing with those same roads for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, and then you see somebody who is in like the Midwest somewhere and yeah. they have roads that maybe aren't marked as well and it's not performing as well. But I think we're going to see improvement very quickly in those situations. Mm. I totally agree, especially with this explosion of of extra miles that will not come into the system. Mm-hmm. Um, probably come into dojo and, and get um, worked into the whole training process. Yeah, so, yeah, the supercomputer is supposed to come online, like uh, right right now as we are speaking. I think at least the first iteration, uh, they are starting tests on it. At least that's what they showed on AI Day Two, I think. Right. Um, so actually, yeah, they should be able to reap the benefits of all the new data coming in, all the new edge cases where you can train the uh, AI uh, to yeah. really navigate uh, you know, really strange yeah. scenarios. Uh, you know, yeah. Especially since the world is so varied, and there are so many different places, just in the U.S. alone, um, where you need to train the AI for it. I mean, the standard yeah. stuff probably is no problem at all anymore. At yeah. What I'm seeing uh, on the YouTube videos, but yeah, we'll see. I, I'm also really excited for once it releases in uh, Europe, uh, depending on the regulatory uh, hurdles. Hurdles, uh, yeah. <laughs> because. There, you know, the the whole system is really different, but but of course they already trained uh, their AI according to you know some basic uh, European ways of uh, you know, having streets and um, you know the the, the signs, the uh, traffic signs, and so on. And that, that recently there was a bug in the news release that they showed European signs uh, in the US. Right? Oh, wow. So it means that they are kind of uh still working on it or right there's something going on but we don't know what yet but we'll see Mm. and also also i'm also keen to see it roll out in the in the uk at some point now um one interesting fact that's still going on here in the uk is there's still a a very slow rollout of, of um electric scooters um it's still the case that self-owned electric scooters uh, are 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 illegal on on roads um uh, although they have various programs even here in london where you can hire uh, an electric scooter and so designated areas with designated 
electric scooters that you can hire, those are the ones you can you can ride on on certain roads. But it's very yeah. odd, you know. Yeah, uh, and that that just being an example, I'm hoping that that's not a sort of a uh, a foretelling um, factor about how long are they going to drag out rolling out something like FSD here in the UK. Um, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, or even is that like a harbinger, uh, at least for the UK, of like what's coming with their climate bills? I was reading something and it was a little concerning about uh, you guys are making, well, I shouldn't say you guys, someone someone over there, I'm not blaming Claude, he's cool, but someone who's not Claude, uh, is making some rules about uh, they, they don't want you guys to own your own vehicles and you can't drive places, you have to walk places. I, um, it was in like Oxford, Edinburgh, maybe, I got to find that article. I just read an article about it and it was something about this climate bill. And mandating that you cannot use energy to go, like if it's close to your house or something, you can't drive there. I do know that they have sort of been expanding uh, certain areas where there's a, there's a higher and higher tariff to, to drive mm-hmm. um, vehicles. Um, it used to be sort of closer to the inner city that you would have to, like there would be a daily charge if you were going to enter certain zones. But yeah, yeah. it's be interesting. They have in Shanghai, don't they? Don't they have something like that in Shanghai? If you have like a gas vehicle, then you have to pay more, and then if you drive, you can only drive on certain days. I suppose I don't know. Yeah, we would have. Yeah, we we got to find this out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and follow it. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what I know about Shanghai, or at least you know, in the larger cities in China, is that. Um, you have to pay these exorbitant amounts for your tags. So for your license plates, um, and if it's a gas car and there's a big long wait list, and if it's an EV, then that um, charge is waived. And I want to say it's like $15,000. It is not like a little charge. And then they have like an even and odd system where like if your license plate ends in an even number, you're allowed to drive on these days. If your license plate ends in an odd number, you're allowed to drive. Them. So major restrictions and now it looks like possibly england uh is doing something similar and i understand like your population density is a little more because what is the population of england do we know this off the top of our heads is it like 60 million something like that something like that yeah around about 60 million and it's it's a little bitty island it's not that big you know compared to the united states we have like 330 million people um you know, it's easier Germany to U.S. just because I'm thinking about it. So Germany is roughly the size of Montana or um, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. landmass wise. There's about 81 million Germans. Um, and, you know, we've like 33 million Americans. So that's like what, like a quarter of the American population. If you just shove them all into Pennsylvania, like that's Germany. OK. And then England, I feel like is more densely populated. And mm-hmm. a lot of England is you know, moors and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. where the people live is even more condensed. Mm. So it's really yeah. interesting to see the laws uh, coming out about driving and then zoning and then um, energy. Really interesting. Out of <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And, and and I think also since since Brexit as well, there's, there's been a there's been quite a bit of turmoil around various reshaping of policies and uh, um yeah, still a little bit of guessing on the ground, you know, uh, uh, sort of almost 
some some of it's a bit of a wait and see what they're going to kind of uh, announce next. And uh, yeah, it, it's um, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good to know. I just so I just hope I just hope that we're by some miracle we get FSD over here in the UK at some point. You know, as well, it'll be. We'll see. Yeah. So, so here we go to comment. Uh, thank you for that. Hmm. Uh, so it says Dojo clearly is making a difference in rate of change on beta for me going back three or four months of uh, beta iterations. So obviously that's uh, someone from the US. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's awesome. nice to see that it actually seems to uh, turn out and there there is some progress. And I think that's very noticeable uh, in many videos, videos, as you can see, especially um, once you come to the conclusion of a video, as most uh, testers do at the end, uh, sometimes I, I don't watch the whole thing because it takes like 30 minutes to watch it. Uh, but you know, they are saying you know, there are some pr my, uh, improvements here and there, but often it's like, uh, you know, as Elon said, you know, two steps forward, one step back, mm. uh, or the other way around sometimes. And, uh, but overall, th there is a progress, and uh, it really looks like it's getting better. better. Uh, I think that's uh, it's great to see it's confirmed. Yeah, yeah. and 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 Dojo coming online, um, I, I'd love to say it's a catalyst as well in a sense, but it's it's kind of an under the under the radar catalyst, you know, <laughs> not a main not a mainstream catalyst. Yeah, but having a machine like that online is is um, pretty significant as well. You, you can only imagine the amount, like you say, now they've released it, the amount of data that must be coming in, they can now handle that data. And and guys on the ground are seeing results. It's just, it's super encouraging. Yeah. I mean, look at how people are reacting to GPT three from OpenAI, and that is basically a toy that is nowhere near. I mean, doesn't even is not a drop in the bucket compared to the compute power of Dojo. And people are so impressed with it. I mm. think they're being so quiet about it because um, I. One, I don't even know if you can really explain to the lay person entirely how good it is and if they really knew how many people would be against it because they don't because they would be afraid of it. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay, but yeah, let's talk I, the next catalyst, right? Yeah. Oh, Dojo is definitely a catalyst. Um yeah. if you're a shareholder. That's true. Exactly, exactly. If you're part of the Tesla team, if you believe in Tesla, if you think Elon's a good guy, which I definitely believe, um, yeah. but if you don't, Dojo can be very scary. And I think that in this environment right now, I think they're like, let's just not freak anybody out. And plus, I think they are they need to hold some stuff. So when they really need to deploy some good news, they're like, oh, wait, we got this. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's um, I, I know it's not on, on, on our list, but the, uh, actually, um, actually, sorry. Yeah, we're going to talk about the semi just now as well, and that that's a kind of a similar story. Yeah, another sort of yeah, uh, just by, just by the way. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, yeah, yeah. Moving moving along our, our our list of catalysts that we've been that we wanted to go through. Yeah, uh, just one shove in this one comment, right? Uh, it's, yeah. it says that oh, yeah. only center on what FSD can't do and dismiss what it can do and will do, right? Obviously, you know, there's the negativity bias, as it's called, so in psychology, <laughs> and uh, yeah, once uh, you you cannot deny the good, uh, the amount of good it does one day, hopefully, uh, and people are realizing, okay, of course, there are some problems with it. I mean, selling a hammer uh, <laughs> can also do a lot of harm, but most hammers that are being sold are doing good, right, <laughs> or repairing stuff yeah. and building yeah. stuff, and I think that's uh, that will be true. 
uh, one day for FSD. Uh, for sure. You know what I've noticed about the comments with FSD is that the people that own FSD like it. And I have not heard, I haven't heard any of them regret their purchase. Mm. The negative comments that I hear are the people who do not own FSD and do not use FSD. <laughs> they might have autopilot maybe, and then they call it FSD, but they are not FSD beta testers. Yeah. Point, point. I mean, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. In a matter of speaking. Yeah. Okay, Claude, you wanted to go on with a yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 talk about energy. Let's talk all about right. the new Mega Pack factory, yeah, in in Lathrop, eh, California. Um, it's yeah, it's it's another thing that keeps going under the radar as well. You never hear the mainstream media, or you hardly ever hear the mainstream media talking about Tesla energy. And I know we've we've been brushing on it and many people in many discussions tend to brush up brush over it um, um but it's just it's another one of those things where, where, where i think elon every now and again he just drops a comment to say yeah, i think the energy could business could be could end up being bigger than the car business and yeah, it's um, really the next s curve um when hmm. you look at a lot of tesla models modelings you see exactly so you see evs fsd energy um, yeah. And I, you know, okay. So if you look at like the entire continent of Africa, right, they are modernizing now. And a couple of the countries are really coming online. Like, I think we're missing a huge opportunity as Americans, not having a bigger presence, uh, in Africa, China is, uh, really having a big presence. We need to be there as well. I would love to see the next, uh, Tesla gigafactory be a mm. tesla energy gigafactory in like nigeria yeah yeah wow would that be something it really and, would uh, because nigeria is really coming along i mean and they need power plants and there's yeah. not a better deal out there in the entire world than the combination of tesla solar and um the mega pack uh you know battery storage system exactly and 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 at least ways there have been various conversations now with a few countries in africa about things like starlink and um oh, well, yeah that too yeah yeah and if they're talking about starlink they're probably going to be talking about a few other potential options um for um energy uh mm -hmm. and uh, yeah it's, at some point um EVs. And what about India? You know, India, so Elon won't put a factory in India because they won't um, drop their EV uh, uh, tariffs. So the, India has like 100% electric vehicle tariff. So if you import electric vehicles, it's 100% tax. That's like crazy because the Indian, your average Indian does not make enough money to even fathom ever buying a Tesla. And so we just don't know what the market would be in India, but it's it, there's a huge population what we have to remember, though, is that uh, the subcontinent of India, the entire continent of Africa, you know, they're going to be going through an industrial revolution. I think it's going to mm -hmm. go a lot faster than the northern hemisphere's industrial revolution. We could be a part of that, a big part of yeah, that. Yeah. If, yeah. We, if we do it right, you know. Yeah. And I think at one point they were also talking about the, the cost of the average cost of of Tesla's. Um, being something that wouldn't really appeal to to people in India, just just being too expensive. We can't talk. Or we, we can't talk about that yet, can we? We're got, we're talking about that later, right? 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> later. <laughs> okay, but but Claude, uh, maybe just to put it into perspective for uh, someone who doesn't know, for, uh, Jennifer, as you mentioned, Nigeria, uh, it has, uh, I looked it up, uh, 211 million people. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's a huge country, many people. Uh, lots there's of young 330 million Americans. There's 211 million Nigerians. Come on, guys. That's two-thirds the population of the U.S. It's not a little country. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and maybe, Claude, you, you can shed some light on the, uh, maybe from your personal experience as a, uh, you know, someone who was born and raised in South Africa, uh, about the need for you know, energy uh, supply or at least constant oh, supply. Absolutely, absolutely. Even 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 today, I'm still reading comments from various people I know back in South Africa, um, who are are absolutely fed up with the load shedding that is going on even now. Just this, this is like uh, people are utterly perplexed at why uh, ESCOM and major uh, electrical uh, com uh, um, prov prov providers just can't seem to get their acts together, even after all this time. Uh, so, yes, it's a very, very valid point, Julian. It's, it's, um, and uh, I should imagine that that doesn't, doesn't pertain only to South Africa. It's kind of, um, Af Africa is, is kind of, I'm sure, is, uh, you know, asking for an upgrade, <laughs> a technological upgrade in a, in a manner It's of like the world's opportunity zone. Like, you know, when you have opportunity zones in a city and like if you invest there, you get all these credits and stuff. That's like the world's opportunity zone. China's seeing it and we need to see it. The problem, you know what the problem is, especially with the U.S., uh, we're very egotistical and if and the Africans don't look like us, so we don't care. It's really messed up. I mean, I recognize it. I care. I care about Africa. I think we should be in Africa. But um, yeah, and I yeah. think that's the Chinese advantage is that the Chinese are they don't look at it from the same perspective. They uh, they see one color and it's green right now. And it's a good perspective to have sometimes. I agree. You know, the green of money. Sorry, I'm thinking of I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of America's money. And then I was like, oh, wait, y'all have that you have monopoly money. I forgot you're not going to get this reference. Yeah, Dollars are green. No, they're only green. Yeah. Okay. Show me the green, as they say in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, well, and wait, you guys have what? Octopus or so? What is the power yeah. thingy? That, yeah, Octopus Energy. Octopus? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, one of, it's one of the providers. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually on Octopus Energy um, over here as well. And uh, I think the benefits will come in where they are, are keen on, 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 solar and battery and uh you know and and uh clean energy production and 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 the arbitrage and all of the you know the the, the benefits that come with 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 sort of rolling that out as opposed to just sort of relying on traditional energy and um yeah yeah it's um no it's very it's very encouraging i, I i'm i'm very curious to see what's going to happen next as, as you know with with octopus energy speaking of but yeah, energy is a big deal. deal. Didn't, didn't they make a deal with Octopus though? I feel like Tesla is doing something with them because I think you guys are getting the batteries. You're you're getting like the power walls and the solar and everything. So they've kind of like slowed it in America. It's hard to get that. So I see. Like a weight. I see. But I think you guys are getting it. I, I'm I'm getting the sense that there is a bit of a, a bit of a, a weight uh, involved as well. Um, I I. I I did 
try calling around a, a few a few months ago um just just to ask uh, a few companies who, who who do the various installations and uh yeah the impression i was getting was that it's not quite widely known here in the uk uh even now um uh, and I suspect that where it is rolling out is still very much under the radar. So, yeah, um, I think I think anybody who kind of does know about it, first of all, they think Elon is crazy, <laughs> you know, and then, then they think and then they think that it's all very expensive and all very and and, and all very ridiculous in a, in a way, you know, at, at least from various conversations over the over the past, um, yeah, over the past year or so, but. It's a it's a it's a good point, Jennifer. I'd be I'd be keen to find out more and to see how the how those are you know how things are rolling out. Yeah. Well, what is your energy cost like typically? Because I think our energy costs are very different. I know that mine and, and Julian's energy costs are very different. Yeah, I'm. I think I think I think we're on about. I mean, look, I, I've got a I've got a a large household, so it's not it's not your average household. Um, but I think, I think we, our costs can, for energy can go into about, about a hundred or, yeah, about a hundred or 150 odd pounds a month sometimes, you know, sort of during, during the colder months. Um, and, uh, yeah. Is that, I, is that total? Are you all electric at your house or no gas or, or coal or anything? We, we've got both. We've got gas and electric and electricity. So, um, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't paid the closest attention to you know to the numbers. I've just been, um, uh, you know, coping with the with the with the job front and 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 uh, a very busy family. You know, um, but yeah, um, it it'll be it'll be interesting to, to make these comparisons, especially as we move forwards. I I I, I do read about. Uh, offshore wind and uh, installations of uh, mega packs and that's yeah that's that's really exciting um especially yeah. especially here on the little island of the uk <laughs> yeah uh, i mean here we got a, a comment again uh, you know uh 12 cents per kilowatt hour right so in germany mm -hmm. uh, right now no, we're at, you know, at least if you still have like the legacy prices you're like 40 cents and next month uh, starting you know 2023 it will be 80 cents uh or some but there, there are some uh laws being put into place that you have to pay like 40 cents uh up to a certain uh limit and then if you're using above that you need to pay the 80 cents per kilowatt uh, so it, uh, at least electricity is becoming very expensive and referring back to the mega pack um idea and uh, here it says uh Megapack is one year wait time, uh, especially here in Germany. Uh, you know, we are pretty much uh, in trouble because of the whole uh, Russia relationship and, and our energy dependency on them, right? And right. Um, you know, there was a news article uh, I read uh, a few weeks ago where there was a lot of uh, wind energy being produced uh, in one of the wind parks, but uh, they couldn't store the energy, right? So. <laughs> Uh, that it couldn't really even be put to place or at least not passed on into uh, you know savings for the consumers. So you ended up with a situation where you have lots of energy, uh, renewable energy, and you cannot store it. So mm -hmm. uh, obviously, 
mm-hmm. uh, you need something to store it in, and that's uh, where Megapack might become in handy even for uh, like an advanced, um, you know, a country like Germany, which is, uh, as as you can see now, with the energy prices going crazy and uh, you know, all the political problems uh, follow we have. Um, yeah, you, you just need something like that, I think, over the long term anyways. Yeah. You- well, that's how you replace peaker plants. So you, yeah. so a peaker plant is a plant that comes online during peak hours of need to fill the gap. Um, and yes. so, cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Dirty, Usually dirty in the US it's like coal or something like that. It's like all the dirty stuff, you know, so yes. it's the best ones to replace. But like, you're right, you need to store it um, because a lot of times the peak hours are not during sunlight. Um, you know, or you don't know if the wind will be blowing then. And so it does need to be stored. And then I, um, another thing that I heard, so earlier, the three of us, you guys don't know this because we're live now, but we had a little chat earlier. And I was telling them that I was watching Emmett Peppers and Matt Smith, and they made another uh, point that I really liked. Um, and they were questioning the new charging for the semi and it being like one megawatt and not being yeah. able to let down one megawatt or, or not being able to demand one megawatt from mm. um, power companies because they'll charge you more for pulling that much power. But if you pull less power into a mega pack and the mega pack stores it, you can demand the one um, kilowatt hour or from the, or sorry, the one megawatt, megawatt. You can get yeah. that from the pack. And then you won't have that peak rate of um you know charging too fast or whatever so i just thought about that when i was listening to them like they're so good and they had great like they have all this great groundwork and i was like oh you guys are so close you know but i wouldn't have got to that without watching them so yeah yeah thank you Uh, emmett and matt yeah like (laughs) and a shout out to zach and jesse as well from now you know they were talking about the one megawatt for for cybertruck as well and um Mm -hmm. it's it's um it's insane to see how how which which sounds great until like yeah. like Matt was saying because I was unaware of this but um, yes thank you for putting that link in but um, I was unaware of this that there would be issues about pulling that much power at once um, from like the grid like that there would be extra charges that some um, companies would not allow it like this that and the other but if you have a storage battery it's fixed. And that's the key word, isn't it, around, around energy, storage. Storage is really the key word around how to solve the issues. And, uh, yeah, and then, and of course, that comes back to batteries. And so, yeah, but, yeah, yeah it, it's, uh, it's. Well, and to put the cost, like energy cost, in perspective for Americans, because I, I don't know, I don't really think in kilowatt hours, I, I don't know, I don't have that. Like reference, but I can tell you that I lived in Germany. I lived in the U.S., and um, we have a forty-five hundred square foot house that is a throwback to the late '80s, right? So it's not crazy energy efficient. It has original windows, and um, we're working on it. You know, it's our fixer, but it's, it's huge. And I want to say our energy costs total. Well, and we all know that I have a tiny forest in the basement. If you follow me on um, Twitter, you know what I'm talking about. And so those lights, I mean, I have 8,000 watts of, of full spectrum grow lights in the basement that awesome. they pull, a, like, they're like 50 bucks a month on themselves to, for energy. So I know hmm, they're my babies. 
But anyways, mm. so but well, our house, you know, I don't know, it, it's we two two to three hundred dollars a month maybe in energy costs. It's really not that much. It's kind of negligible in the grand scheme of things for my energy costs because we're you know in Virginia it's a little different. In California, energy is a lot more expensive. In Germany, our energy costs when we lived there before this crisis that you're having now mm. were three times what we would pay in the states. Wow! Before shit hit the fan. Yeah. Now it's even worse. And so I remember one of our friends had a house that they had rented separately on the economy and um, they were responsible for paying all their own bills and they rented like a pretty sizable house. And then they got their energy bill, I think the first cold month, and it was like $3,000 or something. Oh. It was insane. They had like oil heat. Yeah. And um, it was outrageous. And they were like, what it's unheard of nobody in the states would ever have a bill like that and they learned like why the germans have like doors in between rooms and will close off areas of the house oh, sure. they're very efficient i mean yeah. it's it's amazing the differences in cultures um but yeah so you know when we're in the states we're again very egotistical we only think from our little american perspective and we think that everybody's paying about the same price no, it's really different worldwide. So when you think about the advantages of the Tesla systems, you know, here, oh, it's a great, it's a great system. Yeah, you'll regain, you'll recoup your costs, you know, over time. In Germany, if you can pay the same amount or anywhere close to it that we're paying for these systems and you put one on your house, you're going to save a ton of money. So, mm. or even your life, because what's going to happen this winter, I mean, I'm very concerned. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm really worried for, for Europe and especially for Germany with the Ukraine issue. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <sighs> and other places that have the same sort of de similar dependency. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's. We it's got one more comment. It says yeah. in the UK, the only climate related changes uh, or charging for individuals is for driving certain vehicles in major cities. Oh, yes. Thank you. You know what we're talking about. Oh, good. Okay. John loves Spain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was about yeah, thanks, John. You should, yeah. you should add that to your name. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, see? So that wasn't even a thing that I made up. That's a real thing. Like, there's some crazy restrictions coming out around the world. I mean, there's... I don't know. I mean, we shouldn't talk... That's like an anti-catalyst. So yeah, that okay. should be for another yeah. show. Like the Doomsday yeah. show. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. let's go on with the catalyst. So, so yeah. We had this semi delivery to uh, Pepsi where they delivered, uh, I don't know, uh, several trucks. I think it was five. It was five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, from what I got, you know, there was lo lots of uh, praise around it, especially in the Tesla community, uh, as you know, it was a product that was being promised five years ago or at least first presented, and now it's actually live. But uh, I think uh, something really interesting, for me at least, clicked, because during these uh, last five years, you could uh, see the semi driving around the US over and over again. There were some uh, photos of it or videos. Um, yeah. People you know, just taking a photo of it. And, and sometimes you could see that it's the same truck because of certain features. And uh, But what, what this means is now, uh, and I think Elon talked about this, uh, that they have like uh, really millions of miles being already tested uh, on these various uh, test vehicles that they have. So they're having real-world data and not uh, having it you know, in theory because 
once you order something like this, like a full electric truck or a semi, you really want it to work, right? And not have this embarrassment because there were many people doubting that it would work. And, and now they have like half a decade uh, to show you know, it actually works and yes. they're only improving on it. And now as they start fill filling Pepsi's order, they, it, it, the semi will now come under the spotlight. And it, it, yeah, I agree, Julian, it's going to, it's going to become more and more apparent as to, right, is it really working or is that just a fluke? <laughs> no, that semi really does work. And I mean, to deliver a fully electric um, truck that can tow 82,000 pounds on one charge and go 500 miles, 500 miles with the 82,000 pounds, that's not empty. So if it's yeah. empty, how far can it go? Has exactly. anybody even asked that question? Exactly. I mean, accelerating like, on an incline. Huh, right. Well, and you can use it for um, a chassis for an RV. RVs are not that heavy. They're not 82,000 pounds. I have a 34 foot trailer. It's like 9,000 pounds. Yeah. So that's, I mean, and you would never have like, a, I mean, you could have a 34 foot RV. That would be a long drivable RV, but um, it's going to be very interesting what happens uh, with semi. So, you know, Elon yeah. just proved the haters wrong again, that he can make sci-fi a reality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'd agree with that comment there as well. That, um, yeah, the semi will have as big of an of an impact. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think it's very important because uh, even though the sales of of a semi truck make up one percent of uh, the U.S. auto uh, fleet uh, that you know is being purchased as a new car each year. Um, it makes up 20% of the emissions, right? And this is why it's uh, really speaking a lot to Tesla's mission of accelerating the world's transition towards sustainable energy. Because mm. if you're addressing um, the market share, uh, kind of, not, not really the market share, but the market uh, problems, uh, yeah. making up to 20% uh, of the emissions uh, on the vehicles on the road, uh, I think yeah. it's a big yeah. move to, to address this first, rather than like a luxury sports uh, roadster uh, too, which might come out next year as well but uh, it's not as needed right yeah yeah it's true and you know i think we we tend to think about like the semis replacing semis you know so we are thinking about that one percent um you know market share however the semi replaces more stuff than the semi the semi can replace and i do believe it will replace rail in the u.s that our rail system is not uh, efficient and it's a little expensive. And, and um, if you can move product for less money, if it's yeah. the cheapest thing to do is to use these um, electric semis, everybody's going to go to electric semi, especially exactly. if we can um, use FSD or even just a platoon um, for electric semi, um, that's going to be enormous. So you have that. Um, also, like I said, the RV industry has been exploding over the last couple of years because people are working differently. We have had this huge renaissance, probably worldwide, but definitely in the United States with mm. people working online. And so mm. there's been this like RV culture. And, you know, so I have a trailer, love it. But um, 
I have noticed it is really hard to get spots uh, in mm -hmm. RV uh, parks and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. and if you want to go to the um, like the big national parks, you have to book that a year in advance. I don't think wow. people realize that. If you want to go to Yellowstone wow. and you want to camp in a campground, plan really a year in advance. Mm -hmm. Now, couple yeah. that with Starlink, and you've got that broadband option wherever you go. Yeah. That's so, all that people needed to go live in an RV. I mean, RVs are super nice these days. I will make a video one of these days and do a tour of mine. It has a fireplace. It's got like massaging recliners that are heated. We have a full-size queen bed in like a separate bedroom. Awesome. It's, I have stainless steel appliances in my RV. It's very nice. Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, yeah. Just adding to these Tesla uh, Semi, uh, there's yeah. a list of uh, companies who also ordered it. Right, so here you go. Uh, it says, you know, aside from Pepsi, uh, it, it seems like they reserve 100 trucks, uh, but also Walmart, yeah, Anheuser Busch, which is like the brewer uh, mm -hmm. responsible mm -hmm. for most of the beer in the world. Uh, then you got FedEx, uh, UPS, DHL for deliveries of you know all the uh, Amazon packages probably, but. Amazon is trying to go their own way, but also with uh, EVs, right? They announced that they have some uh, EV vans. Uh, Rivian. They, they partnered with Rivian, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But also in Germany, you can see, obviously not Rivian uh, Amazon trucks, but um, from other German companies, they're doing the same. It makes sense to do that. And um, it's, it's just an interesting way to uh, see the potential of the semi and yeah, really changing well, the landscape. <laughs> I don't know if you guys well. saw the tax, the supposed tax credits for um, the semi for like commercial vehicles, but uh, one of my friends sent me the tax credits and the EV tax credits. If you live in California and you combine the state EV tax credits and the federal EV tax credits for, um, for like commercial vehicles, they combine are $120,000 off. So it ends up, so they were like, yeah, you know, if you order the semi, blah, 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 like when it was, when you could still order, cause they've closed down the ordering page and I'm sure it's because of this, they're gonna do like a big um, change on how much it's gonna be cause these EV tax credits are insane. Um, the people that ordered early, I think effectively end up paying $60,000 a truck. Mm -hmm. Which is insanity. I was like, oh, I should have bought one. Yeah, yeah we should have bought one. Almost real. Yeah, we should have. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, and then selling it to, to companies. <laughs> oh, I would keep it. I would make an RV. I would, oh my God. Yeah. I would, there are companies that will custom build you RVs. And I'm like, I cannot believe that I did not just order this stupid truck. And then I would live my best van life. Wouldn't you just, just, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and and you can hold the motor with your hands, basically. Yeah, it's like it's a football in, or a baby. Yeah, yeah, wonderful baby. <laughs> Insane, but yeah, that that actually that actually segues into a, another point down our list. Uh, we want to we want to kind of talk a little bit about the Inflation Reduction Act, and an interesting theory that Jennifer has to share with us. Okay, all right. Um, Let's see if I can get this all out again and it makes sense. So everybody follow me here, okay? Here's my theory. <sighs> all right, and this is just as good as my Twitter. If you guys saw my Elon bought Twitter partially to 
to train the AI. And then it came out that like, you know, um, OpenAI was doing that anyways. And I was like, oh, look, I'm so vindicated. I'm telling you, it's like that level of awesome. So, and I, and I do have, to, I'm like so proud of myself. I'm like, please let this be true. We're going to find out shortly, I'm sure. But all right, so going to give credit where credit was due. Again, this is thank you, Emmett Peppers and Matt Smith. Y'all are very smart and you were very close and your information helped me get to where I am today. But so China, what is going on with China, right? We are hearing rumors that they're going to cut production of the Model Y by 20%. And Tesla's denying these rumors, but they've de denied rumors before and then they've maybe been partially true or something. And I have a feeling that they might be cutting production of the Model Y by 20% because they may be retooling. So we they, they had this design studio that they announced a while ago in uh, China that they were going to be designing the next model, the questionable model. Nobody knows what it is, but... It was supposed to be a model like for China. Well, in China, there's a lot of EV competition. There are EVs you can buy for like $4,000. So, you know, um, there may be some pricing, uh, you know, uh, compression going on in China. And, um, you know, we have our EV tax credit, uh, that $7,500 EV tax credit that everybody thinks they're getting which we're gonna discuss, but imagine if you couldn't get it. Uh, and our margins in China are the best, right? So our Chinese factory, they can crank out cars for the least amount of cost. So if we need to pull demand levers and pricing levers and this, that, and the other, we could probably print less expensive cars out of China and ship them to the US. But people are like, oh no, no, we would never do that. We would never make chi Chinese car or make cars in China and ship them to the US. So they won't qualify for the EV tax credit. Well, let's talk about that EV tax credit because I don't know if everybody read the EV tax credit, but I, I was like, okay, we need to do a deep dive and see, is everybody getting this EV tax credit? You have to understand the differences between a refundable tax credit and a non-refundable tax credit. So uh, here is an example. Say you owe $1,000 in federal tax, because mind you, this is a federal tax credit. So you have to owe federal taxes to reap the benefits, first of all. So say you owe $1,000 in uh, federal taxes and you have a $1,500 tax credit that is refundable. In that case, you your money that you owed is wiped out. And then that $500 extra, you get a check for because it is a refundable credit. So you get a refund, a tax refund. Everybody's familiar with tax refunds. With the non-refundable credit, same numbers, you owe $1,000, your credit is $1,500, but it's a non-refundable credit. Wipes out your $1,000 that you owe, that extra $500. Too bad, so sad, because it's a non-refundable tax credit. Um, the EV tax credit in the Inflation Reduction Act is a non-refundable tax credit. So you have to owe $7,500 in federal taxes, not total taxes, not your state taxes, federal income taxes. Now, also, there's an income cap on who can claim, you know, who can get this uh, EV credit. So it's like, can those people even owe $7,500 in federal tax credits? I mean, who can really take advantage of this? Meanwhile, we're going in this huge recession and people are like, who's spending $80,000 on a Y? You know, oh my God, it's such a great car. But I mean, that's how much it is right now before tax tag title. 
um, if you're going to get FSD. I actually think it's 83,000. Um, so it's like, that's a big ask going into a recession, a less expensive car. Everybody keeps talking about the model three refresh, a less expensive car would be slamming for demand. And if it's going to be a really deep recession, that is the answer because we are the only auto company that can do that. We're the only auto company that can make less expensive vehicles, ship them in the US. Nobody has the pricing power that we have. A Tesla could charge more this last year and the year before because the economy is slamming and they took advantage of it and they should have. Thank God they're doing the right things for shareholders. But now the right thing for shareholders may be to do a refreshed Model 3 or do the Model Q, Model 2, whatever in China, which nobody's talking about. Like, what's going on at that design studio? People are working there, you know, and the Chinese are pretty industrious. I guarantee you they've got something and that um, they can make it for a lot less money in China and they're just going to ship it to the U.S. I have a feeling. That's my theory. That's my theory. Yeah, with hardwood for or hard, hardware for. Yes. Oh, I love mm -hmm. these little comments on the side that I can see them. <laughs> um, cool. But yeah, yes. I don't know. What do you guys think? Did I get everything in there? Did I miss something? Yeah. First of all, I looked up the uh, income limits. So for single taxpayers, it's making uh, $150,000 a year or heads of households, uh, households are making 225000 Right. We're going to have to get a tax person to do, I mean, I could do the math, but also I have to do all the holiday things, but yeah, a tax, I don't think that that person's going to owe that much. I'll tell you like people that make high income, they um, usually deploy tax strategies to lower their income. So like we were talking earlier, like my husband is an enlisted um, service member, right? Mm -hmm. And I was a massage therapist. These are not like really high uh, income uh, jobs. Um, and, but you know, added together could be, they could be okay, but it's not like we're like, you know, CEOs and doctors and stuff. Right. But meanwhile, uh, our net income and like, I am older than my husband and I'm 41 or, or not our net income, our net, um, worth is seven figures. Even if I lost my entire portfolio, my entire Tesla portfolio. So that's pretty good. It's mostly through using tax advantages, you know, using the tax system to our advantage, um, you know, as a real estate investor, you can use real estate really well to um, because they want the tax code is written to encourage certain actions. And so the U.S. government really wants people to make jobs and they want them to provide housing. So landlords and business owners get huge tax advantages and then people like gripe about it. But that's why, you know. Um, so anyways, so a lot of people who make a lot of money. They will create businesses, they will buy rental property, uh, and they will lower their taxable income. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about having to owe $7,500 in federal taxes after all of your deductions. Who Who is doing that? And if you owe that, get a better CPA because you're getting <laughs> screwed. <laughs> Truly. Exactly. Exactly. So feasibility becomes a very curious question. I feel like it was just a good talking point. You know, you're seeing that a lot out of this um, 
you, you know, this presidency is that things will look good and then they'll get canceled. So it's that whole like student loan forgiveness, which thank God did get canceled because we do not have any more money. I mean, listen, I feel bad for people that owe money. I get it. If there was extra money, I'd be down with it. But we owe so much money and the, the interest rates that the U.S. is going to have to pay on their debt is going to bankrupt us. So it's like we cannot spend any more money. And I think everybody knows that. And so um, I have a feeling a lot of the tax benefits and all the things that people are getting excited about are um, vaporware. That's the vaporware, not FSD. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Elon actually recommended canning the bill, right? Mm -hmm. He said, I think uh, he knows he, that nothing's really going to qualify. Yeah. I thought he made this comment in the light of saying the EV demand will be uh, insane regardless of any credit. Right? Exactly. So yeah. the government can save the money for that. And I think right. it might be, uh, might have been true, but we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. We'll yeah. Well, and if you think about it now, um, you know, our pricing power is extremely dynamic because um, with FSD becoming closer to being solved and then the um, price has been going up and I'm sure that it will go up even next year, even with the recession, I could see that it going up because the um, performance will be better. Everybody's seeing it perform better. And so I could see it kind of flip where the cars are much less expensive, but if you want FSD, you're going to pay. And so, you know, will we see a $30,000 car and a $25,000 FSD? Yeah. Probably. That's, I mean, I would think. Yeah, I think so. I, th I think that I think that as well. Right. Yeah. But I think people who need cars and who don't want to worry about oil and, and don't want to support OPEC and stuff like that, they're going to buy that $30,000 car all day long. And then they're going to save up to add FSD or maybe they'll do the subscription. I mean, people do not pay attention to subscriptions. How many, mm. you know, like streaming services do you sometimes like even forget that you have or you mean to cancel it? You for, you forgot, and you know. It's just I mean, the, gym memberships. People forget about their damn gym memberships. We don't get it. They like subscriptions. It's like it just seems like a little bit of money. So you're like, ah, eh, whatever. It's fine. I'll just let it roll. And those make companies a ton of money. Exactly. Yeah, it's also unheard of, I think, in the automotive sector, uh, that you have something like subscriptions where. Uh, you, you make the car perform better uh, in certain ways. I mean, now more and more luxury brands do this, but I think the vast majority of people driving cars have never even considered that their car might be able to purchase something on a regular basis again and again. Um, but So uh, I think once this gets more uh, news or widespread, uh, people will be very interested. And recently on Twitter, there was a comment uh, on, uh, you know, they should give away one month for free. Right? So people mm -hmm. can actually test it out uh, who are buying mm -hmm. Teslas. And because the take rate after that, you know, having your car drive around, uh, drive you around for one month for free, uh, it will be like a nearly a hundred, hundred percent of everybody, right? Repurchase. Yeah. yeah. And that's just another demand or pricing lever that Tesla can pull. So we're, if so we could go into like a horrid recession. I mean, like I think Elon was ready for anything. From like a nothing burger to a real yeah. depression, which is why yeah. we have this huge war chest. It's why buybacks haven't been done yet um, yeah. because they've got to wait. They have to wait. They're going to do it. And, and listen, this is my take on this. 
this is very, very temporary. Okay, I'm a huge bull. Tesla's still the greatest company on earth. Uh, Elon is amazing. We're so lucky to be here at the same time that he's here. He's making Agreed. history. However, that right now it's all about the macros. It has nothing to do with the company. The, the stock and the company performance are, are totally separate right now. They're just not aligned. And you just have to be aware of that. So like for anybody who's on margin, get off margin. Okay. Save your, save your cash. And then, you know, buy, if you, if that's what you're doing, keep buying the stock because it is a great mm. price. And, and mm. you really don't know if it's going to go lower. I think it will go lower because the macros look horrific. I don't, I mean, I'm like, Ugh, this is bad. Hey, it could get good. The, I have whiplash from this year. I swear to God. Yeah. yeah. Let's just keep we all do. Yeah. And yeah, we can't offer any advice, but uh, there, there are a lot of, there are a lot of conversations that, and yeah, um, it's not financial advice. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, guys, <laughs> I'm not a financial advisor. No. Don't buy listen to people on the internet, please. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. we're just, we're just, just sharing like get, out of, get out of margin is a decent, you know, that's mine. Yeah. Actually, that, that is an investment advice, right? Get, get off <laughs> margin <laughs> payback. <laughs> <laughs> But, but it's not yeah. investment uh, in, into a company or uh, you know, anything else. It's investment in yourself. I, I think you, we can yeah. do that. So, um, yeah, yeah. Let, let's move on uh, because we are already one hour in. Um, oh, yes. to, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think we cannot omit this product because it will be uh, insane, uh, which is the Cybertruck, right? So this will mm -hmm. come for sure in 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, everything's falling into place you can see the uh giga press being delivered from italy and uh, everything it was starting with the drone shots inside the factory of um tesla in uh where is it uh, texas sorry mm. uh, so mm -hmm. you can see uh inside there doing excavations everything's falling uh, into place and yeah i think this will be a huge thing because once this goes live uh everybody's going to freak out there will be viral videos everywhere on the internet and everybody's grandma will be even talking about it yeah. so i actually think that's when the stock's going to recover because i i think that the macros and the timing of when the cyber truck is going to be released are going to be yep it's about six months away so yeah. um they're going to be kind of aligned i think that's why we don't have pricing yet for cyber truck because i think it's going to get real nasty real fast in the u.s and then it's going to recover. Um, I think this is going to be a like fast, horrid of recession that we get out of really fast. Hopefully, I don't know, but um, they can't give us pricing yet. They don't know. They don't know what people will buy. They don't know how hard it's going to be yet. They don't know what the. They don't know how much money they're going to save on the vendor side. So. I have been holding out on on renovating our house. I mean, we did the stuff you had to do, but I didn't do any of the fun stuff yet because I've been putting all the money in Tesla. And mm -hmm. I still have a kitchen and a bathroom to do. And I'm like, oh, a recession's coming. <laughs> That's when you want to do that stuff. That's when cabinets get cheap. That's when labor gets cheap. And <laughs> that's when all those car parts are going to get cheap. So, you know... They're not ready to price that yet. And they're probably going to want to make it competitive, you know, in the beginning or something a little bit just to get some out. I think Cybertruck's going to be amazing. I don't think that's the one that Franz was uh, referring to when he said uh, he's really excited about the one he can't 
talk about. Mm. And everybody thinks it's the, you know, model two, model Q, cheapy one. That's not what I think. You know, which one I think he's super excited about. It is the um, Roadster, the refresh, because he tweeted once about it that I saw. And he said, this car flies literally. And that was it. That's the last thing we heard from him. And we know the rumors that they were planning on making a Model X or sorry, a Model um, SpaceX version or whatever that Mm -hmm. would fly. That's very interesting theory. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think the reason we have not seen and not heard anything about the new Roadster and why it hasn't been delivered yet is because it does fly. Well, that's just almost like another catalyst waiting in the wings. So yes. To speak. So I mean, Cybertruck. So I think what's going to happen is Cybertruck's going to come out. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be the greatest vehicle you've ever seen. Elon thinks it's the greatest product they've made. Um, and and you know the economy's going to be recovering. And then maybe by December, because they he did say they're going to deliver Cybertruck and Roadster next year, and we are just not hearing anything about Roadster. Um, but I think by December, they're going to be like, surprise, you know, because now we have the power um, that you need for electric flight. Yeah, yeah. They had they I mean, kind of told you in the semi delivery without telling you when they told you the battery pack and the yeah. charging. Yeah. You mean power density, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. you need like the power density. What was the power density for electric flight? 400 megawatts, yeah. something, kilowatt? Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. very bad with those units. Yeah, but, actually, I can't remember right now. But, but uh, you know, I'm watching a lot of um, the limiting factor with Jordan Kisiki. And he's mm-hmm. like an absolute battery expert. I, I, uh, I'm also his Patreon. I'm paying him money because... His insights are insane. <laughs> it's uh, unbelievable uh, what mm. he knows about all, all his research. He, he makes it so transparent and so on. So uh, he has uh, uh, certain videos on exactly that topic. And from what I remember, um, he said it's probably some years out still until that battery density is reached that it makes sense for a like a highly uh, high volume. Um, um, play for high volume but not for like a, a two-person yeah. you know toy vehicle that's going to be very expensive so we yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Per kilogram, if I'm thank right. you yay thank you i knew it was 400 something 400 watts per kilogram yes said, i feel yes. like we're, we were very close like even well, last year well four, 400 500 thereabouts well there are uh, and there are some articles out there i'm just checking one out now for uh, battery breakthrough achieves energy density necessary for electric planes um this this is something but the, it, it's a it's a yeah it's it's an uh, it's an insert done by an independent and well and that could be you, for you know commercial flight maybe they're thinking you know, I because maybe that, they're thinking that very narrow, like yeah. semi replaces semi, electric yeah. flight replaces Boeing, you yeah. know, 737s. Um, yeah. And yeah, and we're like, well, but what about just two people in a little tiny car? We've got one that's floating around in the universe with a dummy. How do <laughs> we fly that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good old Stone Man. Yeah, where is he now? Is he around the sun yet? You can track him. There's a website. Uh, it says, I think the URL is something like where's Starman or something, and then you can uh, find where it is. But uh, unfortunately, I think the tra trajectory is uh, kind of off. It was different than they calculated it for, so it will eventually evaporate in the sun or something. <laughs> so it will not actually go to Mars, but fly by. You'll do a flyby. It's nice. <laughs> Anyways, okay. You'll so... go on a blazing glory. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we had uh, to know that the first few we were sending to Mars were going to be risky. Hey, yeah, yeah. Maybe they will be hit by a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the craziest thing. Like, well, what happened to George? Funny story. He went Star to Mars. man showed up. <laughs> yeah, his brakes failed, and uh, uh, yeah, he rear-ended. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, wow. interesting well, reminder here. Yes, of course. So Alexandra, which, uh, who we had on the first uh, episode of our channel, Alexandra yeah. Mertz, uh, called Tesla Boomer Mama, and she talks about the potential Moody investment upgrade in January, which is relevant because mm -hmm. uh, lots of these uh, traditional investment um, groups, you know, for example, some state uh, teacher unions or something that have huge uh, investment um, pots, yeah. They are not able or not allowed to invest into Tesla because they don't have a certain rating by these rating agencies. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, being able to do this uh, probably you know, next month or in next year uh, due to the insane uh, numbers that will come out in the quarterly reports and show that yeah. you know, it is really a profitable yeah. um, investment um, and you know, or the company does well, uh, regardless yeah. of what the media says, the numbers don't lie, right? So mm -hmm. I think yeah, this will be for sure a huge uh, catalyst, but it's not like well, this will happen only once, but over uh, probably many months or years, actually, that more and more of these um, investment funds will realize that this is something that they uh, can in, or should invest in. Yeah, and definitely a shout out to Tesla Boomer Mama and, uh, for all of her hard work and emails that she's been lobbying against these uh, rating agencies over the for the past while now yeah alexandra's amazing she yeah. she's just fantastic um i got to do an interview with her once and she's so knowledgeable yeah she is just she's just amazing so um yeah if if you're out there and you don't know who she is you got to find her and follow her because she has a lot of great um information um i feel like that the upgrade uh, may come like a little later because I feel like we're going to miss on Q4. Just everybody be prepared. Q4 may be a little mess. We're going to have a little dip. But what's nice about that is um, the, the PE is going to further compress. As the PE compresses, we are going to look better to institutional investors. I think institutional investors are waiting for a more compressed PE because of the way that they look at stocks and valuing stocks. And um, they look at like the forward value of cash, uh, the future value of cash. And because of the interest rates being higher, they are demanding lower PE ratios. Um, but what that will mean for us in the future, like if you are a long term shareholder and you can hold on to your shares um, in the future, we'll have a higher uh, percentage of institutional shareholders. Then if we do get a compressed PE and we do get more institutions buying in, so our floor will become higher 
later. So it would be really great. It's like building a really solid foundation because we'll be replacing um, some retail shareholders that would buy and sell and buy and sell and it makes it more volatile with institutional shareholders, which usually like set it and forget it. They buy it and it's locked away. So that is going to make it a safer investment. And it will also be more likely with more institutional investors um, that you do get those higher ratings. And then like Julian was talking about, the um, investors that are institutional that have those certain govern governances where you have to meet certain marks, that then they can invest. It's this whole waterfall um, cascade of like, we're going to get all this investment, but unfortunately we're going to have to walk through the fire first. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, yeah. And on that note, there's just, um, there's so much more to talk about. Yeah. We, I think we, we're just sort of scraping the surface of various catalysts and and interesting discussion points. Uh, I'd say stay tuned. We're going to be talking about this a lot more into the into the near future, and um, going on a merry education. <laughs> uh, just just getting just getting our heads around um, what's what's pretty much around the corner. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. I mean, you guys had a lot of fantastic like. The list that y'all have is long. So we've got a lot of surprises for everybody. A lot of things that maybe, you know, it's a lot to keep up with. If you have kids and a job and a life and everything, it's hard to keep up with everything. So I'm glad we our three heads are together thinking about things. Cause like if someone missed it, the other one got it. And um, yeah, it's going to be a lot. So, exactly. but it was so great to see you guys again. I'm glad we were able to do this. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise. Mm -hmm. It's it, 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 just like you were saying, Jennifer. Yeah, these are these are busy days, and um, we and and we are we are reaching out to other guys and girls in our in similar situations. Really, everybody's busy. Everybody's trying to make ends meet, trying to look after the kids. You know, mm -hmm. trying to trying to trying to get all of the stuff done. Um, we're hugely envious of 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 course of of the more serious uh, YouTubers out there definitely recommend going to check them out. Uh, and, and, um, and um, yeah. Um, but yeah, we will, we'll keep doing everything that we can do to just help just encourage the conversation. Yeah. And thank you very much to uh, what matters most truth. Uh, yeah. yeah, Awesome comments guys. Videos, as well as what's the other guy, uh, John loves, John. Spain, right? John loves Spain. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think we're a mutual follow. Yeah. Okay. Definitely guys. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much. And we'd like to encourage anybody who's watching this and who's interested in talking about anything that you're interested in uh, in re relation to Tesla or the Musk universe uh, to come on our to, uh, YouTube channel, because this is the Tesla community channel. Uh, it is made for everybody. It's not like a, a show about uh, Claude and me. Uh, it's uh, about the people about who are striving towards accelerating the world's uh, transition to um, uh, renewable energy. So thank you very much, Jennifer, for helping us and uh, putting your uh, brilliant ideas and your theory out there, which uh, we'll all see. So once it gets through, you need to come back and we need to talk about it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, if I'm right for the second time... I'm going to have to change my Twitter handle 
So I might have to Oracle or something. I don't know. Cause I don't know where <laughs> these things come from sometimes, but I was like, Oh, Whoa, I think they're just going to make a cheaper car. It's coming. We all know it's coming, but how is it coming? And I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Okay. All right, you guys. Me. All right. We'll see you on Bye. the next one. Ciao. Bye.